Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can hear faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's today's lesson. Today we're going to be looking at various scriptures and looking at why we believe what we believe. We'll be looking at our faith and some church history, trying to remember who we are and why we believe what we believe. See, we are the Methodist Protestant Christian faith. We are of that. We follow the teachings of Christ through the Protestant movements and methods of John and Charles Wesley and others from the 1700s. The Protestant Reformation movement is around 500 years old, 1529 or so. So we have uh, those, those great Latin terms for our doctrines that we believe in. Sola Scriptura, only by the Scriptures. Sola Fide, by faith alone. Sola Gratia, by grace alone. Soli Christo, through Christ alone. Soli Deo, glory to God alone. Sola Scriptura, as United Methodist Christians, we stand with Martin Luther, John Calvin, and the Reformers of the 1500s on the principle of Sola Scriptura. It means only the Scriptures. When we use this phrase, we are saying that the Bible, nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else, has infallible authority for us. This is one of the key differences between Roman Catholics and Protestants. The Roman Catholic Church teaches that there are two sources of infallible special revelation, Scripture and Church tradition. In their view, tradition is equal to Scripture. Protestants say no. If it isn't in the Bible, we don't have to believe it. Don't misunderstand me. There isn't anything wrong with tradition. In fact, most Methodist churches have their traditions they follow. We just don't believe that these traditions are an infallible guide for doctrine and ethics. Scripture is inerrant and infallible. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16-17 through 17 states, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Book of Discipline of the United Methodist Church, 2004, section 103 says, We believe the Holy Bible, Old and New Testaments, reveals the Word of God so far as it is necessary for our salvation. It is to be received through the Holy Spirit as the true role and guide for faith and practice. Whatever is not revealed in or established by the Holy Scriptures is not to be made an article of faith, nor is it to be taught as essential to salvation. The infallibility and inerrancy of Scripture is in its ability to lead you to Jesus Christ and to teach you how to live a Christian life. In that area, it just cannot fail. That's sola scriptura, Scripture alone. Sola fide, faith alone. What does that mean? Only faith, just faith, 
and nothing else is all you need to become a Christian. Take a look at that often quoted verse of John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3:16 gives us the gospel in a few simple words. If you believe in Jesus, that's all it takes to get eternal life. That's liberating. All I need to become a Christian and all I need to stay a Christian is to have faith in Jesus Christ. Notice what it does not say. It does not say you need to go to church every Sunday, pray every day, give a tithe, read the Bible, serve on various committees, or do whatever works you need to do. It doesn't say that. Now, when you are saved, you probably will do those things and should do those things, but those things don't save you. Sometimes we forget how simple the gospel is. Faith alone. The logical question here is, how do you know your faith is real? James chapter 2, verses 14 says, Faith without works is dead. You will have a deep longing in your heart to go to church to pray, to give of your time and money and reading and studying the Bible. That's how you know your faith is genuine. Again, from the United Methodist Book of Discipline, 2004, section 103, we believe we are never accounted righteous before God through our works or merit, but that penitent sinners are justified or accounted righteous before God only by faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Sola fide, faith alone, is one of those basic concepts that defines who we are. Sola gratia, grace alone. Before you were born, God was thinking about you. God already had plans to bless your life. That is grace. When you became a Christian, God forgave all of your sins. That's justifying grace. As you learn to let go of your problems and let the Holy Spirit make you more like Jesus, that's sanctifying grace. Someday, Jesus will come back to earth. The new bodies we will receive will last forever. That's glorifying grace. We use the word grace to describe God's unmerited love. As Protestant Christians, we firmly believe that God's grace is all it takes to make us right with God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. What does it mean when it says, for it is by grace you have been saved? It means that the Savior paid it all. When Jesus died on the cross, he completely paid for all of your sins and mine. There isn't any leftover payments to be made. You don't have to earn even a fraction of your salvation. Jesus paid it all. That is grace. Again, from the United Methodist Book of Discipline, 
We believe man is fallen from righteousness and apart from the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is destitute of holiness and inclined to evil. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In his own strength, without divine grace, man cannot do good works pleasing and acceptable to God. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 records a man going up to Jesus and asking, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? And that one sentence sums up exactly how the world sees religion. People want to know, what is it going to cost me? What do you want me to do? But the gospel turns worldly wisdom on its head. Salvation has a price tag for sure, but it has already been marked, paid in full by Jesus Christ. Since God gives us grace then, that obviously comes from him and we can't brag about it. What about faith? Isn't faith something that we do? Isn't that something we can take credit for? Actually, no. The Bible is really clear about that as well. The faith you have was given to you by God. It is a gift. You can't brag about something you didn't make. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 again. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Take a look at two words in this verse. The word that and the word it. Both of these words refer back to faith. If you study this verse, it gets really clear. You can't take credit for your faith. God gave you the ability to say yes to his grace. We are people who have already won the victory. We are people who have read the end of the book. We are people who can enjoy God's wonderful world. Why? Because we don't earn salvation. By faith, we celebrate the victory that is certainly coming. Yes, Christians still have problems, sickness, crisis, difficulties, but even in the midst of trouble, we have grace, and that makes all the difference. Understanding the meaning of grace has tremendous consequences for evangelism. Jesus has already defeated the sins, the problems, and the enemies of every person we know. There isn't anyone who doesn't need God's grace. All the other religions have rules for people to follow to save themselves through their own effort. We as Christians have a message of grace. The price has already been paid. We get to tell people about the wonders of God's grace. Sola gratia means grace alone. It sure cuts down on bragging rights. It sets you free. It gives us a message worth sharing. Soli Christo, Christ alone. Some people get offended when they hear Christians say Jesus is the only way to God. They might say that's exclusivism. Well, truth is exclusive. It excludes what isn't true. 
Christianity makes an amazing claim. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Either that is true or it is not. There is no middle ground. There is no twist. There is no other interpretation. In John chapter 14, verses 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Christianity is an either-or religion. Either you are a Christian and follow Christ, or you are not. Christ will not take anything less than 100% commitment. Again, from the United Methodist Book of Discipline, the offering Christ freely made on the cross is the perfect and sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world, redeeming man from all sin so that no other satisfaction is required. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. God's plan of salvation doesn't have a plan B. There is only one plan, Jesus. This is not something that we debate. Christ alone is our path to salvation. Soli Christo, Christ alone. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 31 says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. This is a key verse for us. It means that everything we do, every word we speak, every decision we make should be done to give glory, praise, and honor to God. We see in the United Methodist Book of Discipline, it says, We believe good works are the necessary fruits of faith and follow regeneration, but they do not have the virtue to remove our sins or to avert divine judgment. We believe good works, pleasing and acceptable to God in Christ, spring from a true and living faith, for through and by them faith is made evident. Each night before you go to bed, replay the day in your head. Make a list of things that you did or that you said that glorified God and those that didn't glorify God. Continuously try to improve. Try to glorify God with your words and your actions. Live for Jesus. That is the finest thing we can ever do. Repent, believe the gospel, and live for Christ. If you do that, you will be giving God the glory he deserves. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. So we look at those things from a Protestant perspective. As United Methodists, following the Reformation, following the teachings of John and Charles Wesley, we do believe Scripture alone, faith alone, grace alone, through Christ alone, and giving God the glory alone.
Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for our time in your word again this morning. Help us to follow those that have come before us. Martin Luther, John and Charles Wesley, John Calvin, and so many more. We thank you for them. We thank you for your word. We thank you for giving us scripture alone to help us to follow you. We thank you for giving us grace, for giving us faith. It's not our own doing. It is yours. And we thank you especially for Christ, for sending him here to live, to die, and to be resurrected to glory. Help us to give you the glory that only you deserve. We know that you will supply all of our needs according to your riches in glory by Jesus Christ. And now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen.